0: You're listening to the Mining and Energy Union Podcast. Yes, this is the Mining and Energy Union Podcast. I'm Tim Brunero. In May last year, five underground miners at Anglo-American's Grosvenor Mine near Moranbah in Queensland were horrifically burned in a methane explosion at the Longwall tailgate. You probably remember seeing it on the news
1: five patients on five separate planes urgently flown to Brisbane after an underground mine explosion.
2: First accident that we've seen over time so it's extremely sad and our thoughts are with the families at the moment and those workers.
0: Well after an 18 month journey something good has risen out of the ashes of that terrible incident a new union lodge.
1: We're a very unique lodge at are all labour hire employees making our lodge rather first in Australia. We've been fighting for this lodge for over two years now and without the support of the union and the other lodges we may not have got any. So, thank you to everyone for your help and guidance.
0: That's Scott Jensen, the freshly minted secretary of the Grosvenor Lodge. He's not the only one who's happy about the new lodge. In the last few weeks, miners have been signing up in droves.
3: Since the 31st of October, when we actually the lodge actually was formed officially, we've had about 50 to 60 people join the lodge and it's increasing daily. That's Stephen Hall, the freshly minted
0: president of the Grosvenor Lodge. He also appreciates the enormous support of neighbouring lodges.
3: It's amazing the support we're actually getting from all the other lodges around the area. You Riverside, Murrumbar North and Grass Street, just to name a few, have just been so supportive, and we're really thankful for that. It makes you feel like you're you're in a team and it makes you feel stronger.
0: Queensland District President Steve Smythe says he's very proud of the new lodge.
2: It's certainly a, a remarkable achievement by the, the men and women that work at the Grove and the Mine. And what's even more remarkable about it is the first lodge that we have that's 100% labour hire employees. They're not permanent employees of the mine. Um, this is the mine that's set up on. The, the business model that Anglo runs with all Labour Hire employees and subcontractors. So it's a remarkable achievement that these men and women have stood up, prepared to stand their ground, to have a collective voice, and they're all Labour Hire employees or subcontractors. So it's very remarkable, um, particularly in, in, the, in the environment that they're working in and particularly against a, a pretty hostile employer.
0: Grosvenor Lodge Secretary Scott Jensen recently went to Brisbane to meet with the Board of Management.
2: I'd like to say a huge thank you to
1: Stephen Smythe, the board, and all the other Lodges for allowing me to attend the board management meeting. It was um, a fantastic opportunity to see the amount of work that the union does behind the scenes. The Grosvenor Lodge has only been up and going for about two to three weeks. Most of us members are standing up for the first time to lead, including myself. So events like this and the training and information that's shared is really priceless to us. So they're up and running
0: and they have so much on their agenda as a new lodge, from the labour hire status of miners to rostering issues to pay rates. But first and foremost, they want to get to the bottom of what happened last year on the 6th of May. That day is burnt into the consciousness of new Grosvenor Lodge President Stephen Hall.
3: When something like that happens at a coal mine, it really affects all coal mine workers throughout the industry. But when it happens at your own mind, it compounds that tenfold. I mean, you can't imagine the pain the boys on the face went through. Nobody will understand. To have it happen to your friends, to people you know, is really traumatizing. But the boys who went to their rescue, young boys, boys in their 30s, they're only going to remember seeing their friends on fire having to put them out physically with with their own hands. I mean, the mental scars that those boys have got, you can't imagine how they're ever going to get back into the industry. I mean, it's not only that, the ripple effects it has with family, friends, your wife, your children, your parents, your brothers and sisters, and people just asking, don't go back, just don't go back.
0: Scott says members want an explanation of what happened to their friends.
1: Oh, a lot of us feel the same way. The long where the explosions occurred had to be sealed up due to the fire resulting from the heating event. So we'll never truly know the root cause. Anglo have come up with about five root causes and are putting controls in place to manage them. But uh, as a lodge, we want to keep them honest and raise any concerns that the members have.
0: The Grosvenor mine itself is a very hard mine to work. It's gassy and dusty with lots of faults. Stephen Hall, who in his career has also worked at North Gunyala and Moranbah North, says it's the hardest mine he's ever worked.
3: And North Gunyalla was a hard pit. Moranbah North was quite hard, but this is physically the hardest pit I've ever worked at. You put bolts in the roof every metre on some occasions, and those megabolts can be 11 metres long. So you're dragging them through the dirt and the mud from behind the miner to the face. You're putting roof mesh up everywhere. You've, the amount of bolts that go in the face sometimes in the, in the roof and in the ribs, it looks like there's more steel there than there is coal. You do that for 12 hours a day. At the end of the day, you've, you're physically exhausted, mentally exhausted too. The mine is a very
0: gassy and dusty one. Grosvenor recorded at least 98 incidents of dangerous methane levels since 2016. Historically, gas ventilation systems have had trouble coping.
3: The gas is a major issue. I mean, they're doing their best to actually sort the gas out now. We don't know where the gas is coming from. I mean, it's coming from the floor. It's coming from underneath us mainly, which is a bad thing because it's hard to drain. They are trying their best to fix that problem. The dust... The roads are are very dusty. We don't have a permanent crew on doing the roads all the time, but when the boys are doing it, it does certainly improve the roads. They they water the roads, they grade the roads, but the dust, it just seems... I don't know why, it just seems to be very dusty, more dusty than any other pit I've worked at. And while
0: the mine is only seven years old, it has been an eventful seven years.
3: The pit's only seven years old, which is really a young mine. In those seven years we've had um, two major roof falls. One of the roof falls involved miners on a continuous miner watching the roof fall towards them. And it only stopped at the back of the miner, which nobody can answer why it stopped there, but thankfully it did. We've had two lots of redundancies where boys have been laid off with no consultation, no reasons why they're the chosen ones to be laid off. And then to compound it all, obviously we've had an explosion underground, which has injured six of our workers to the point where
0: they'll they'll never work again. Anglo through one key has been dudding its workforce since 2018, when they promised them a 2.5% annual pay rise and then just didn't pay it.
3: Well, in 2018 we signed a a new contract. In that contract it stated we were going to get 2.5% pay raise on our base rate. So in 2019 on the anniversary the boys were expecting a 2.5% pay raise. The company then sent out a letter informing us that, yes, we were getting a 2.5% pay raise on that base rate, but they decided without any consultation of the workforce that it was we were paid too much above the award wage. So they took the 2.5% off the, that side of it. So we ended up with no pay raise at all. We ended up with no increase of our wages whatsoever. I mean, things like that just really pissed the workforce off. And yeah, the boys have just had enough. This is why the lodge is being formed. This is why we've got three quarters of the workforce at present time in the lodge, and that's building daily. So I should imagine in the next few weeks, we'll nearly 100% people in the lodge, which will be fantastic. And when there are problems with pay, calling the pay
0: office is just a recipe for a headache.
3: There's not a week goes by where one of the boys has not got a pay issue. The pay office has changed so many times in the last few years. You actually talk to a different person every time when you can get an answer. It takes weeks for them to get resolved. And when miners do get through to the pay office, it's almost no use as they
0: have no idea what they're meant to be getting paid.
3: The grey area has been going on for years. We've been asking Wonky to give us a breakdown of our wage structure. So you actually know what you're getting night shift loading wise, what you're getting for all the loadings that we get um, for four years they actually haven't come back to us and give us a breakdown of our wage so we can't argue for anything because we don't know what we're getting we're hoping now that obviously we've formed the, the union and the lodge we're hoping we can actually demand that and make them actually come to the part come to the party basically and treat us like human beings instead of numbers
0: Last minute roster changes are another big issue for the
1: workforce. Last minute roster changes have been occurring for quite some time now and um, under the Fez Agreement, which we're employed by One Key, they've got an obligation to provide a seven days notice of any changes to our rosters. This notice hasn't been, been carried out and in line with the Fez Agreement, employees without that seven days notice are entitled to be paid at their overtime rate. This hasn't been happening either, mate. It's unbelievable that these guys continue to carry on with their standover tactics that uh, One Key seems to display on site and make our mission just to make sure that they're um, held accountable and that our members are paid what they're entitled to.
0: At the end of the day, miners just want a regular permanent job like other miners who work for Anglo-American. A recent McKell Institute report showed mining companies using labour hire models were ripping $1 billion a year from mining communities.
1: I'm a strong believer in the same job, same pay. Other Anglo mines are primarily employed by Anglo, where, as we at Grosvenor, are 100% labour hire, employed by One Key, And the pay difference is huge, up to 60-odd grand a year, less for us. The labour hire model's really a joke, mate. It doesn't provide the possibility of migration to permanent mine employed jobs, casualisation of the workforce, there's no job security. You know, this leads to a lack of people that are prepared to stand up and ask questions for fear of reprisal and retaliation. We've even had blokes at Grosvenor that have been put on performance reviews for asking questions and speaking up. As a lodge, we're going to be fighting for permanent shirts for as long as it takes for the operator of the mine to realise wrongs that they are doing by
0: us, mate. Steve Smythe agrees with Scott Jensen. Labor hire is the root of the problem at the mine. It means if people raise safety issues, they can just be punted completely legally. In fact, a recent inquiry found miners at Grosvenor could even lose money under so-called safety penalties if they reported unsafe work practices.
2: We'd been working for a long time at the Grosvenor mine. It was a tough gig getting in there to do right of entries to organise the guys, um... Always had pushback from the employer. The employer was always throwing extra money at them, offering—excuse <coughs> me—offering them, um, it, uh, I guess, incentives. But but we had a core cool group of guys who stood strong and, and stood firm. And since the explosion, um, obviously the unfortunate explosion resulted in five men being badly burnt and, and a number of others receiving um, ongoing um, uh, stress from from the event. Um, membership has, has gone through the roof, but safety in general is still a challenge at the the Mine. Um, but what we've got is a group of guys now who are determined to stand up and be a voice uh, as a collective. And that, they are making massive strides at that mine. Um, they, they're challenging the boss each and every day. And again, what's more rem- so remarkable about it, they're all labour hire employees. And um, you know, I mean, Anglo and others will have you think that because they're permanently employed by one key, they're a permanent job. But again, that's still insecure work. They'll never have secure work until the day Anglo signs each and every one of these workers up to be an Anglo employee, but they're fighting all the way. They've got a campaign to continue to clearly increase the membership and the density at the mine, to have a strong voice, to challenge the boss and hold them to account. So, um, you know, my hat goes off to the, the guys that have taken on the roles um, and the membership in general. It's a remarkable achievement by all.
0: With Steve Smythe, the rest of the state office and neighbouring lodges on their side... Grosvenor Lodge President Stephen Hall is optimistic things can now move forward quickly.
3: The boys have realised, thankfully, that we need to stick together. We have a voice and we can hold them accountable.
0: Stephen Hall, the president of the weeks old Grosvenor Lodge, finishing this month's episode of the Mining and Energy Union podcast. My name's Tim Brunero. Talk to you next time.